My Fame Explained Podcast, Episode 7, Susan Bennett. It was creepy to have the Siri voice be me because I really wasn't comfortable talking to that little tiny cell phone and hearing my own voice respond to me. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the My Famed Explained Podcast, a podcast with the people you know and the personal stories behind their fame. I'm your host, Larry Gilbert. On this episode, we talk to a woman whose voice you've heard before over and over and even talked to her and asked her lots of random weird questions, I'm sure. I'm talking about Susan Bennett, the original voice of Apple Siri. In mid-April, Susan joined the show from her home in the Atlanta area to explain her fame in her own words and voice and how she went from backup singer to voiceover artist to becoming the voice of Siri without even knowing it at the time it first launched. So here's my conversation with Susan Bennett and her Apple Siri fame explained. We're recording this in late April. We're in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic, not knowing how much longer this will last. So how are you doing through all of this? And you have a career where you can work from home. So are you working right now? Well, um, I'm doing fine. My husband and I are doing fine. Fortunately, we get along really well. So <laughs> so we haven't been having too bad a time of it. Um, I am able to do some work because I have a home studio. And so I, I am doing some voiceover work. Uh, not nearly as much as before, but some. So that's always good. You were born in Vermont, and then you grew up in upstate New York, and you graduated from Brown University in Providence. Uh, and I read mm-hmm. that your intention was to become a teacher. So when did all that change for you? You know, I I think I just said that I wanted to be a teacher because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I was always very musical, but I didn't think you could really make a career of that. So that wasn't something that I was aspiring to. So I thought, well, I guess I can always teach, but, um, you know, I ended up getting into music, actually, and and starting off a a career that way. Your career is voiceover artist, but early in your career you also sang, even having been a backup singer for Roy Orbison. So did you ever consider going on to make that be your career? And when in your youth did you get the desire to sing? Well, I'd always played the piano. I played the piano by ear when I was um, four years old. I could sit down and just play melodies on the piano, so I always knew that I was musical. Um, I didn't really start singing till high school, and then I started getting involved in, you know, high school musicals and things like that. And then when I went to Brown, I did the same thing. I, I kept doing musicals and, and some plays, and I got involved in a singing group. And I actually um, started working with a band while I was in college. I, I worked, I think it was two or three years we had our band um, during during my college years. And then um, I did get married right after college to someone I met at Brown, and we ended up moving to Atlanta, Georgia. And I just started, I continued doing music um, once I got here. I started singing and playing in clubs and restaurants and that sort of thing, and, and and also in recording studios. In the 1970s, you were the voice of an ATM, so how did that opportunity present itself? It was it was probably my first experience as a machine. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, in the late seventies, they were trying to introduce ATMs, and it was at a time when people didn't have personal computers, let alone little personal cell phones. Um, and so people were very, um, they didn't trust getting their money from a machine, and so. Uh, McDonald Little Advertising Agency here had the brilliant idea of trying to personalize or humanize the machine 
by giving it a name. They called it Tilly the All-Time Teller for First National Bank, um, which ultimately became Wells Fargo years and years later. Okay. Um, and so they uh, they wrote a little jingle for it, and they put this smiley you know woman's face on the ATM. And as a result of this, of them humanizing the machine, uh, the Atlanta First National Bank ATMs were the the only successful ATMs in the country at first. So they really set the standard. And um, so I was the one who sang the jingle for Tilly, the all-time teller. So (laughs) that was my big claim to fame, yeah. But I did all kinds of... uh, There's hardly a company that I didn't do a, a voiceover for. I mean, I did, you know... Coca-Cola, McDonald's, and Delta Airlines, and all kinds of things. So uh, ultimately, um, I, I had been working since the late 80s. I'd been working for a company that did messaging. And, you know, about 15 or 20 years ago, they started doing what's called IVR recordings, and that's interactive voice response. So in other words, these are the types of recordings from which all of the digital, all, all of the virtual assistants came. You know, so Siri, Alexa, Cortana, the Google Voice, all of those people all came from these IVR recordings. Um, There are very specific types of recordings because the scripts were written for sound and not for meaning. And so they were very, very different. Started doing those in, I started doing those in about 2005. And then uh, it turned out that those were going to ultimately be used for Siri, Alexa, etc., and so, uh, but none of us knew that at the time. We thought we were just doing some very unusual types of uh, generic phone messaging. What were some of the like phrases that you would say? Like, like how how did the process go? Well, we would read these crazy sentences that didn't mean anything, such as "cow hoist in the tub hut today," uh-huh. "militia oi hallucinate bakra okra ooze," um, "fossa ask fossa ask fussy." Say schist fresh issue today. All of these things that, <laughs> as you can tell, how strange they were that they were created just to get sound combinations. They were trying to get all of the sound combinations, uh, possible sound combinations, recorded. Yeah, and you have them memorized as well. No, I just I do a presentation about Siri and I talk oh. about this. Stuff, oh, okay, so all right. I have, <laughs> so I have some down. of those phrases just in the front of my brain. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it's it's a fascinating process. Technicians and computers would go into these recordings and extract sound, reform them into new say, phrases and sentences, and these are what ended up on our devices as Siri and Alexa's answers to our questions. So it was an amazing process. Uh, you know, really, the technology of it is so far beyond me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How how long was the whole process though? Because I read somewhere that you worked four hours a day just recording these uh, in 2005. Yeah, so was first- it months? The initial recording was in the month of July 2005, and it was four hours a day, five days a week. And I'll never do that again. It was, uh, <laughs> it was just too hard. Just really too hard on the vocal cords. Very, very tedious. And yeah. uh, and then ultimately I did some more recordings, uh, IVR recordings, and those were, I did about four months of those, which ended up being additional things for Siri. Once I found out they were Siri, I, I got paid more. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, they were just, uh, it's very, very tedious work. And so ultimately when I did the updates, I only worked two hours a day, not four. <laughs> okay. Um, and so all of that was in 2005. Um, but then in 2011, 
is when you discovered that you were the voice, or that's when the voice was released, right? In the first right. um, iOS. And then, um, yeah. and then wasn't it a friend that told you that you were the voice? Like Apple didn't come out and say, hey, you're, we picked you as Siri, right? Right, right. I found out from on an email from a fellow voice actor who said, hey, we're playing around with this new iPhone app. Isn't this you? And I went, what? <laughs> so, yeah, it was a surprise. Did you know it right away, or were you like, well, I'm not sure, you know, if, if that's oh, actually... Oh, no, no. You no know I, I know my you know, own You know voice. your voice? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you ever yeah. mind hearing your own voice, though? Because I know how, like, a lot of people say that they hate hearing their voice on TV or on a radio interview or a podcast like this. Well, no, I've been, I've been doing voiceovers for so many years. I've, I've been used to hearing myself on radio and TV commercials and on, you know, narrations and, you know, documentaries and things like that. So, no, it, just, I, it was creepy to have the Siri voice be me because I really wasn't comfortable talking to that little tiny cell phone and hearing my own voice respond to me. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. So I didn't do much talking to Siri when she had my voice. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so so that was 2011 that it was released, but then publicly you didn't come out and say that you were Siri until 2013. Um, right. So what was the reasoning for waiting that long, those couple of years, before you actually came out and said Well, first of all, you know, it was such a strange thing that my voice would be so ubiquitous and it would be, you know, basically the new voice of Apple, and it was being heard everywhere, and... I didn't know about it, and they had not contacted me. I, it's not something I had auditioned for. Obviously, I auditioned uh, without knowing it. Um, I auditioned by having read those a lot of IVR recordings. And so I, up to this day, and Apple hasn't, uh, hasn't really divulged any of the information about how they chose the, the different voices that they used. So I don't really know how they ended up changing, uh, selecting my voice. So yeah, it's all. It was all. You know, it was the first one. So it was basically um, the process by which they use voices now and pay people for the voices is very different than what they did originally. Once you did find out, did did you tell your family right away, or you know, was that a secret from them as well? Oh no, my family knew it was me, and didn't... a lot of people recognized my voice, although a lot of people didn't. And um, they, my husband and my son particularly, were just going, oh, you're crazy to wait this long. The one of my concerns was that we humans have a tendency to stereotype yes. people. And I was afraid that if I came out as the voice of Siri, that that would be the end of a, of a varied voiceover career for myself. I was afraid that all of a sudden, oh, well, she's the voice of Siri, we better not use her. And, or, well, let's get her, she's Siri, we need somebody that sounds like Siri. You know, so I was really afraid it was going to negatively impact my voiceover career, which is why it took me a really long time to decide to reveal myself. And finally, my husband and son just said, you know, this is such an unusual, freaky opportunity. You really need to jump on this. And finally, I don't know, the stars aligned or something, and I finally said, okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I remember when this became public. I mean, you were all over TV, all over national TV, and and it was yep. kind of like this whole worldwide, like, this is who Siri really is. You know, there is an actual yep. woman. For your husband and son, though, were were they cool with it, that you're the voice of their phone? Like, I would think that would be a little strange, like my mother being, you know, the voice of my phone. Or were they cool with it and just, like, rolling with it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they thought it was great. They, they thought so it was they hilarious. 
<laughs> and, you know, I've been the, the voice of several things for my, my poor son. I was the voice of his bank one time. <laughs> 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 and I could just hear myself, I'm sorry, Cameron, your account is overdrawn. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't know. So he just happened to call the bank and he's like, wait a minute, that's my mother. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, man, what an experience that would be. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how, what I would do if, that, if I call yeah. my bank and it was yeah, my mom that's, talking that's to me. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Yeah, the last, that's pretty the, weird. The last thing a son wants is, you know, to be lectured by a parent, and here they are being lectured. Yep, there <laughs> they are. Can't escape them. <laughs> you're everywhere, yeah. So are, are you up to any current projects now or anything that you're working on? Well, um, most of what I'm trying to do now, of course, I can't do it now during, the, <laughs> during this COVID thing. Right. But um, I'm doing a lot of Siri events um, where I make an appearance and I do um, – either a keynote or just a, a regular speech uh, presentation telling people a, about Siri, the history of Siri, because even to this day, years and years after the fact, a lot of people still don't know that there are humans behind all these voices. Right, yeah. <laughs> and um, so I tell the story of Siri and how the recordings were done, and I talk about the voiceover business, because that's that's become kind of a big deal to people. I mean, it used to be this kind of unheard of thing. It's you know, that people ask what you do, and I say, I'm a voice actor, what's that? And now everybody wants to do it. So I talk a lot about uh, the voiceover business and, and what it encompasses, and I do a lot of character voices just for entertainment. Um, and then I talk about how it affected my life, uh, because it was such a surprise. And um, has it? do you think that it's helped your career overall, though, you know, coming forward? I know you said you were hesitant at, at first, but has it helped well, in I that, think that it, now people, you know, want to book you or... Or, you know, maybe you got more jobs as a result of it. Well, I got more jobs, but I got different jobs. And I mm -hmm. got the same voiceover jobs that I expected to get, that I was afraid was going to happen is what happened, um, is that I get a lot of requests for things like, oh, somebody, something like Siri, you know, and uh, narrations and things like that. But, of course, you know, some of that has to do with the fact that I'm of a certain age. You know, I'm not 25. Right. And so... Um, a lot of commercial work is, is very youth-oriented anyway. But I have to thank Siri because I got a brand-new career at this stage of my life, which is, you know, these presentations and doing these speaker events. And I've had a great time. I've been to Australia to do it. I've been to Croatia. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it's yeah, it's been it's been really, really fun. So, so it seems you know, like you... I, I really can't... Oh, go ahead. I can't... Yeah, I can't say that it's been a negative a negative thing at all. Yeah, I mean, it seems like you've embraced it and, and kind of run with it and have a have a good time with it. Yeah, I think that's really essentially what, what it takes. You know, part of what I talk about in my presentation at the, the end is, you know, what happened to me with Siri is not unlike what happens to all of us at some point in our lives, which is some unexpected thing happens and we have to figure out how to deal with it, you know, and it's, the unexpected can be kind of tricky, whether it's positive or negative, because it almost always involves some sort of major change. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, you know, many of us just don't really like change all that much. You know, some people are very adventuresome, and, and they embrace change immediately, and some of us just have to get used to it, you know. Um, so it was a great life lesson. And do you ever look back over your life and pinch yourself and say, wow, I can't believe that this is my life, and... You know, this is what happened, and this is the direction it took. Completely different from oh, absolutely, what you absolutely. Imagined. I have been so fortunate. I I thank my lucky stars every single day. <laughs>
And uh, do you think, um, what's your thoughts on, you know, the state of technology right now and AI? And it seems like everything's voice controlled now. So do you think it's just going right. to get even more and more? Probably so, because that's the easiest thing to do. Um, and, and as they keep improving the technology so that the virtual assistants will be able to understand us better and all that sort of thing, you know, we, we still have issues with, with the, um, the assistants not understanding us. But, you know, their, their ultimate goal is complete AI. And I think once that happens, I think it's boo-bye humans. <laughs> because if they've, got, if they've got robots that can do everything we can do and, and robots don't need to be fed or they don't, you know, uh, defecate and they don't uh, take up space and, <laughs> right, exactly. and, and throw plastic into the ocean, uh, you know. Um, but I, I think that from at this particular point in time, the only negative thing I really see about this is, is in regard to kids, and that is that, you know, our brains aren't fully developed until, like, the end of adolescence or our early 20s. And you've got little kids, you know, being a child, part of being a child is learning how to be a human being and learning how to do different things. Mm -hmm. um, use your hands. Use your brain. And if all you do is just talk to Siri or Alexa and ask her to do stuff, how are you going to learn to do anything? Right. You yeah. know, so I, I think that that's, I think parents really need to keep an eye on that. You know, I think it's important for, for, I know that when I was a little kid, of course, part of it was just my personality, but I just always wanted to know I'm doing it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do it myself. And, and I think that that's a good thing. I think it's very important for us all to be able to be, um, you know, as self-reliant as we can be. And if you're going to leave all of your decisions up to, to a robot, then I don't know. Uh, I think that's kind of weird. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I mean, I think you kind of lose it. You know, I, they said that about calculators, you know, and that you'd be able to do all the all of the math for you. And, and, oh, you know, exactly. Then people oh, young people, learn they can't math. do math calculations. Oh, yeah. no, people, young kids can't do math calculations. They have no idea. I mean, just go to the go to the grocery store and try to pay cash, and and you know give <laughs> give them a little extra money to to round it off. They have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> Forget it. You'll be there forever. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Never mind. I'll use my card. <laughs> Never mind. Especially right now, you don't want to be in the grocery store anymore. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, that's right. We quit using the cash. That's dangerous stuff now. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so do any, any of your friends or family want you to do the voice? Do they always say, Hey, do Siri, you know, or, and do you, or are you like, okay, I'm not doing it anymore. You know, I want a break from it. You know, I just, most people just don't really care. I mean, at the beginning it may have, you know, people may have done that, but mostly, um, you know, just if I, if I'm at a, a presentation or a, or an event of some kind, you know, people will, you know, want me to do the voice, but you know, for the most part, it's, you know, people have just gotten used to it by now, you know, so it's yeah, not really a big deal. You. Yeah. And does anyone ever say, hey, your voice kind of sounds familiar? I feel like I've heard it somewhere before. Only two people in all these years. One was a banker and one was a waiter. And I told them both, I said, oh, my God, you're in the wrong business. You, Your ears are too good. You need to be in, you know, in <laughs> some sort of audio <laughs> job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's really strange. <laughs> All right. Well, Susan, thanks so much for doing this. I appreciate it. And best of luck to you and the rest of your career. Well, great. Thanks so much for having me. I enjoyed it. Siri says bye. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much. That was Susan Bennett, the original voice of Apple Siri. 
To find out more information on Susan Bennett, you can visit her website at susancbennett.com. You can also follow her on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Seriously Susan. Have an idea for a future show or want to sponsor the show? You can email us at myfamedexplained at gmail.com. Like the show and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search My Famed Explained. You can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, I'm Larry Gilbert, and this is the My Famed Explained podcast at myfamedexplained.com.